Welcome, Bearcat family, and to whoever who may have stumbled across this on Spotify and SoundCloud, you are now tuning in to my podcast. My name is Zane Phillips. I am the head academic producer here for MCK Media, and I am here for the debut episode of A+. Insider Tips for Student Success. And I am joined here with a very good friend of mine. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, guys? My name is Griffin St. Pierre. Okay, Griffin. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself, you know, class, um, year, you know, what your major is, you know, what you do here. Kind of give some background information. Yeah. So I'm from Troy, Missouri. I'm a freshman here at McKendree. And I play on the golf team, and I'm currently majoring in business administration with a minor in sports management. Cool. And what exactly would you want to go into that? Like, what would be the end result for that? Like, what is your dream job with those certifications? Yeah, so uh, my dream job would uh, probably be working for, like, a professional sports team, but that's, you know, probably a pretty hard thing to do. So I was kind of thinking something along the lines of finance, maybe banking. Okay, that's, you know, that's understandable with, you know, what what you're going for. Um, so, I have you here today because you are in the honors program, correct? Correct. And that would entail you, I would assume that you are a very studious individual. Is that an accurate assumption? You could say that, yeah. You could say that? Okay, uh, so... Me being the head academic producer, I would want to give to anybody that's listening, and specifically McKendry students, tips on how to succeed in the classroom to get the most out of their academic careers. So the one thing that I want to ask you to start off would be what specific techniques do you use to achieve academic success in the classroom? Sure. So... um one thing that I, I like to do really is, um, you know, obviously after you go to your lectures or your classes and you take notes and stuff, um, instead of like trying to just looking over your notes the day before the test, you know, every day, maybe if, it, if it's just like five, ten minutes, just look over the notes and just kind of keep it refreshed in your head about you know, what the class was about and what you're learning about so you don't really forget that stuff. Because a lot of times in these classes you don't really have homework. So if you have a test three weeks out, you're probably going to forget the stuff that you learned the three weeks prior. So if you kind of look over them once a day maybe or just a few times a week, you're going to kind of keep that stuff fresh in your mind and uh, do better on your tests. Yeah, um, I think I personally had never really done that, but I can see how that would be very beneficial, especially if, you know, I'm a really big – I of course I take notes in class, but I sit and I more so absorb what the professors are lecturing about so I guess when you said you take notes, is there a specific way you take notes or just write down main points or can you go into depth a little bit about that so you can understand what you're looking over when you're studying and refreshing constantly? Yeah, so, so I'm kind of like you. I kind of like to just listen to the teacher and kind of, you know, hear it, but I'll write down the main topics and then, you know, if they write, if they like show examples on the board, something like that, I'll kind of write those down. But really, yeah, just the main point and then um, I'll kind of go back um, – at night and you know make sure I can like tell myself what those main points are and what the teacher is talking about and if I you know don't know I forget then I can always go back and look at the uh, powerpoints from the notes or ask my teacher or something like that Mm -hmm. and I guess this is something that 
has this been taught to you or is this something that you developed personally over your you know studious career so it's something my sister taught me probably like two or three years ago in high school because she was a really good student too and kind of helped me out a lot and taught me some stuff like this Mm -hmm. okay so speaking of sisters i will have to intervene here uh, at the time of recording, it is October 4th, which is my sister's birthday, Quinn Phillips. I do want to wish her a happy birthday and tell her that I love her very much, and that I hope she is having a wonderful day, and uh, yeah, um, so just a little sidetrack. She is super smart, too. She is in the honors program. Uh, she was a national, uh, she was a member of National Honor Society at my school, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and you know, we competed constantly in the classroom. So is that something, I don't know how old your sister is, but is that something that you encountered like sibling rivalry in the classroom? Uh, so she's 23. She graduated from university of Missouri a year and a half ago. And so we were, we, I wasn't in the high school, in high school at the same time as her. Mm-hmm. So, but it was kind of like a competition with, uh, she kind of took her academics a little more seriously than I did in high school. Uh-huh. But it was kind of competition competition with like our ACT score and stuff like that. Who could get a higher score? Yeah. Okay. Um, so to go to kind of circle back to those notes, is there any specific time that you can remember using those notes and using those processes that really set you apart from the rest of the pack in terms of taking a test? Like, did it super prepare you well for the upcoming exam when everybody else did really bad? I think uh, last year in like a history class I had, because history is like all about memorization and stuff. You don't really, mm-hmm. you don't really learn history. So I mean, you just kind of kind of memorize stuff. And so a lot of people will try to, uh, you know, just cram everything in the day or the night before your test. And when you have like a month or so worth of, worth of information, it's kind of hard to do that. So if you know, if you break it up kind of by day and just keep it refreshing in your mind, maybe learn or memorize two or three things a night. It's going to, you know, you'll slowly work your way up to where you know everything, and then you don't really have to worry so much the days before. Yeah, I can see. Like, I have never done that personally, but I can totally see how that would be beneficial in terms of just not even if not even studying for an exam, just keeping that stuff, you know, refreshed in your mind so you can, you know, immerse yourself in your class and get the most out of it. Um, so one thing that I have faced um, – I have definitely faced my fair share of struggles in my academic career, especially during calculus, because I am not, I am the opposite of a numbers person. I'm going, I am currently going to college for words and not numbers. So can you explain to me one specific time in your academic career when you faced um, a really big struggle and how did you overcome that and what tools did you use? Uh, Yeah, last year... It was, so I was in high school, but I was taking some some college math class. I don't remember what it was, but it was all – I was doing like a dual credit thing, so it was all online, mm-hmm. an online math class. And I really I really kind of struggled with that because usually like in math, you're used to seeing the teacher uh-huh. work it out on the and, board. And granted, that was through the – that's through the pandemic. That's virtual right. learning. Yeah. And so, yeah, math, you're used, used to seeing teachers write on the board and, you know, explain stuff. You can ask them questions. And so I re- I was really struggling with that math class and stuff. And so I had I spent a lot of time on YouTube, mm-hmm. watching people do math. And then it, it just took a lot of uh, a lot more time than I was used to, I guess. Yeah, uh, I've I've done that too, especially 
Well, when I was doing calculus, like I said, I was going in and um, before school and staying after school and really, you know, it didn't really matter if I was getting good grades or not. I wanted to learn the material so that I wouldn't be, you know, left behind because, you know, in calculus, the first thing you learn relates to the second thing Mm -hmm. and then stuff like that. So if I didn't get this and understand whatever I was working on, I would not be able to understand stuff later down the road. Um, so have you ever, you know, gone in before and really fostered those relationships with your teachers to where you could at any point ask them a question? Did you have that relationship with any one of your teachers? Yeah, I did in high school, pretty much with most of my teachers I had a pretty good relationship with and was, uh, you know, kind of whenever I had a question or was struggling with something, I could always go to them and they would help me out Mm -hmm. the best they could. And do you think that's something that not a lot of people, you know, take advantage of? Yeah, definitely. I think especially in college, people don't take advantage of it because, I mean, in college, your teachers don't really know you as well as they would in high school and stuff because you, mm-hmm. you don't see them as much or they have more students and stuff. But I think I think college um, can probably be the same way because not that many kids, you know, see their professors for that help. So if you go to, go and see them once a week, twice a week for that help, they'll get to know you better. And then, you know, you guys will build a relationship and they'll be able to help you out a lot more just like in high school. Mm -hmm. And like I said, my mother's an educator and she has told me time and time again that that is what she really loves about her job is uh, fostering those interpersonal relations with her students and seeing that growth in terms of their academic success and seeing that light bulb moment of when they understand the concept that, you know, was once previously super difficult for them to understand. And has that ever happened to you? One of those light bulb moments? Yeah, it's, it's probably happened a few times. Yeah. And it's, there's no better feeling than that though. Oh yeah. When you're stuck on something and Uh you finally figure it out and then just super easy from there on out. Mm -hmm. So how has your academic achievements? I, I guess I'm not asking you to brag, but can you list off some of the academic achievements that you have? Uh, sure. So, yeah, I uh, was, um, man, I gotta think. So I had like a 3.9 GPA throughout high school, and I took, um, a lot, so I have a lot of college credit hours coming in already. And then I was um, like the St. Louis Post-Dispatch Scholar-Athlete from my school of okay. over like 500 people. So that was a pretty nice one, which is balancing, you know, athletics and academics. Yeah. And do you think that's super, how have you been able to, um, balance out, uh, athletics and, you know, your academic career respectively? Yeah. I think that's probably the, the main reason I've had success with my academics is because I've always been pretty busy throughout high school, like, um, playing two sports year round pretty much and being involved in a lot of other things. You have to um, you have to find time to you know do your homework and focus on your classes a lot more, and you gotta um, know how to know how to spend your time better. So you're not gonna have as much time, but like you can make if you would have had three hours to do it, you know you gotta learn how to make one hour be just as good as the three hours that you would have had, and you know make sure you really get a lot out of the time that you can spend on it. Mm-hmm. So would you say you have really good time management? Yeah, I'd say my time time management is uh, pretty strong. And would you, and that not only, you know, has helped you in your academic career, but 
has directly correlated to your own personal life, right? I mean, I'm sure you've had a job and time management was a super essential aspect, right? Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's something that sets you up well for your future too. If you can really learn those skills when you're still in high school, it it definitely benefits you a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's that's actually a really good segue. Um, so what academic achievements have you not not achievements, but aspects and tools have you fostered that have helped you in your own personal life outside of academics and how can that you know relate um i would say one thing would probably let me think well like for example organizational skills yeah sure and like writing stuff down and making to-do lists and keeping all your ducks in a row yeah i uh i kind of learned that the hard way i'm not the most organized person And so, especially in high school, I really wasn't. Because in high school, you don't really, I mean, you kind of have to be, but you can get away with some stuff. Uh And so that's one thing I've uh, really focused on coming into college is being more organized. Mm -hmm. And like, so I got my first planner a month ago. Really? Your first planner? My first planner. You didn't have a planner in high school? I did not. And it's crazy because for how how busy I was, I I don't know, I kind of just kept it all in my head. And, you know, occasionally you would forget something, but I, I did pretty good. That's crazy. I always had to write stuff down. And granted, like I said, my mom's also an educator, so I really, as I love you, mom, but I had to write stuff in the planner, you know, against, you know, whether I wanted to or not. And in hindsight, looking back, that totally helped me keep all my stuff in a row. And, you know, a good thing about college is that the syllabus is out and it gives you everything that you're going to be doing Mm -hmm. throughout the entire semester. So you can you know, time management, even more so on a larger scale. Because, right. um, you know, you know what time you're practicing every day. Yep. You know when you're going to class unless, you know, your email, uh, your teacher emails you or something. And you are able to uh, divvy up, you know, your workload over these large periods of time. Right. And have you done that? Because you said you bought a planner. Yeah, that was, that was the first thing I did. Like the second night I was here or something, I got on a bright space opened all the syllabuses, wrote in all the exams and mm-hmm. on the first homework assignments were due. And I do that every Sunday or Monday night. I'll write down stuff I have for like the next week and then cross off stuff I've already done for the upcoming week. And it's, yeah, it's really helped me a lot so far. So it's helped you out. Yeah. Uh, so would you have, what advice would you give to other people who don't have a planner? Cause like you said, you learn the hard way like was there something super important that you missed or just some small stuff that kind of put you in a predicament uh yeah so it was this summer i was doing an online class through mckendry mm-hmm. and it was um health and wellness and so every it was an eight-week course and every week we would have like an assignment and discussion board and then always be due sunday night at eleven fifty-nine every week for the first seven weeks and so the last week i was on vacation and we didn't get back until Sunday, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it Sunday night and get it done. And it was our, like, final assignment, so it was worth probably 30% of the grade. And so I get on a Brightspace Sunday, and I see, you know, that it was closed. And for some reason, that one was due Saturday night. <laughs> and the other was, we're all due Sunday night, but that one was happened to be due Saturday night. So I had, like, a 98 in the class before that, and then I ended up getting a B in the class. Oh, man. All because I didn't care to check the syllabus or you know check to see when it was due yeah and i mean that's like the worst feeling that you can get it's like a super studious person like your heart 
drops and you, yeah. you feel physically sick to yeah. your stomach. Like I can yeah. totally imagine your feeling when you get in there. All right, boom, I'm going to knock uh-huh. this out. Ain't no thing. Easy peasy. You come in, it's closed, and then your heart just drops. I can totally, oh, awful. I can totally yeah. see that. Has that happened any other time? Uh, just not nothing that major, really. Just a few times in high school, you know, you'd forget stuff. But mm-hmm. in high school, you can kind of, yeah, you know, dig yourself out of that hole. But this one, it was like my final thing, and I was kind of, I was kind of screwed after that. So yeah, I mean, not like, have you ever had one of those times where? It's like eight o'clock, and you need to tell your mom you need a poster board for tomorrow yeah. mo- morning. I think everybody has. I'm I'm so sorry, mom <laughs> and dad. I'm so sorry. Um, but I guess do you have any, you know, insider secrets that other people might not know about as being you know an honor student and something that you do that everybody else might not do that would help them achieve academic success in the classroom uh, i think one thing that um i've been successful with this year so far is like when you have those little gaps of time maybe between classes or like yeah like an hour like an hour mm-hmm. 45 minutes between class and practice or classes and stuff like use that to your advantage and try to get your stuff done then instead of like waiting until the night to do it because if you if you can use those hours throughout the day a lot of times your homework's only gonna take you an hour, an hour and a half a day. So if you can just get it done, you know, in between classes or before practice or something, it's going to make your life a lot easier than waiting to do it at night and stressing about it all day. And then you're going to have to stay up all night and do it. So I think really just finding uh, finding time when you, you know, you probably don't want to do it, but you're not doing mm-hmm. it. You're not, you know, it's either doing your homework or taking a nap or sitting on your phone for an hour. I mean, it's not fun, but it's, it's going to help you and it's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, and I mean, I've been a victim of that, and I'm sure you've been a victim of it too, when you just absolutely don't want to even start that, you know, Mm -hmm. page and a half essay that you could knock out easily in 20 minutes. So I think that would be a very good, that is a very good piece of advice. And that, that comes with what you said earlier, you know, that time management aspect that you have been kind of cultivating. And did you, was that like a long... A process trying to cultivate that and develop those you know time management skills or did you just wake up one day and you're like I have to get my stuff together it was like a coming to Jesus moment in epiphany where the lights shined yeah. up from the ceiling and I'm like you need to get yourself together Griffin uh yeah there's definitely it's like some learning curves to it you know as as you get older and you get busier and stuff mm-hmm. you obviously you're gonna kind of make mistakes which the thing is to learn from them you know like if you, you know, do bad on your schoolwork or something, you got to think, all right, I probably should have spent more time doing that opposed to uh, sleeping or hanging out with my friends or something. So you just got to learn what's most important and what you need to uh, spend your time on the most and uh, make sure that those things are, are a priority for you. Mm-hmm. And do you use any, like, apps or things, like a calendar app to do that, or did you just write everything by pen and paper? Uh, I use, In high school, I used my calendar mostly. Um, for stuff like that, just for big stuff, okay, like practices or like uh, papers I had to do or something, I would just use uh, my calendar to set myself a little reminder. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer pen to paper as opposed to online stuff? Yeah, using the planner, I definitely prefer that now, though. Okay. So I'll probably stick with that. Yeah, because I'm a really big pen and paper kind of yeah. guy. But, I mean, sometimes it's super helpful whenever I set those emails to get reminders of when stuff is due. Yeah, those are nice. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people and a lot of students here can really get behind and utilize to their benefit is that if you go into Brightspace and mm -hmm. edit um, through email or through SMS or like text messaging to when things are due, it gives you like a two-day yeah, two, period. I like the two-day one the best because... Mm -hmm. So it's not like you don't get an email at 10 o'clock at night and be right. like, hey, you have a three-page paper due in yeah, two right. hours because right. I can totally see how that will be stressful and end up in like a one-night cramming yep. thing. All night. Have you ever pulled an all-nighter studying for like a super big exam or like the SATs or ACTs? Um, I wouldn't say studying, no, but I've... I've ha I had a few last semester of high school, I guess. I was doing the college English class mm -hmm. and um, probably waited a little bit too long to write my eight-page paper or something, so I was stuck with, like, five pages to do before midnight in, like, five hours. Oof. So that wasn't very fun. Yeah, and I, I've, I, like I said, I've been a victim of that. I think we have all done yeah, that everybody. unless you're, like, some sort of crazy anomaly psychopath that's always on top of their stuff. If so... If you are on top of all your stuff, please come in and let me interview you, <laughs> please, because I want to know the inner workings of how you're able to stay on top of that, especially at McKinsey when every, when a larger portion of the student body are student athletes. Yeah. So have you run into any of that, you know, student athlete conflict here at McKinsey or do they, do they keep it, you know, relatively, you know, balanced? Not yet. Yeah. I think everybody's pretty good about it because they know probably I don't know, 70% of the kids are student athletes, so I think everybody's pretty conscious of it, and they know that everybody has stuff to do besides their schoolwork, but obviously they still expect people to get stuff done. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think uh, coaches and teachers are pretty good about it. Oh, yeah, and I, I can't remember if you said this at the beginning, but what sport do you play? Golf. Golf, and, yeah, cool. So, Griffin, uh, we are heading up at the – 22 minute mark do you have anything else that you would like to say in terms of you know gaining academic success how you balance that out um and stuff like that like what do you have to like if i were to take into consideration everything that you said what would i need to do to achieve academic success like you have take me through that timeline I would say, yeah, first you need to either buy a planner or find a way to keep track of all your stuff. And then I'd say second, um, just think about, you know, every maybe every day when you wake up or before you go to bed, think about the next day. Kind of plan out your day when you're going to do stuff, when you're going to work on your homework, you know, when you're going to go to practice, when you're going to eat, stuff like that. So you already kind of have it in your mind. And then when you're, uh, when you're working on your homework or make sure you, you know, give it your full attention. Like I said, make sure at one hour you get a lot out of it and you don't just sit there staring at it for three hours because it's a lot better to work hard for one hour and have the other the rest of the night to do whatever you want than to you know make it take four hours when it really should only take one hour to do something and then i'd say the last thing would just be just create a routine and uh yeah just make just make a routine and get used to stuff so it's just becomes habit for you and It'll, it'll probably take a while, but once you get used to something, it's that work, you know, you'll figure out what works for you best and mm -hmm. then just stick to that. Yeah. Is there something that um, you um, have that might not work for other students and have, 
Well, I have you ever tutored somebody or helped somebody with schoolwork or something like uh, that? Just some younger kids, like just, through my high school stuff. Just some younger kids. I, is there something that works for you that doesn't work for them? I would say one thing. I, one thing that I'd like to do is like when you have a, a big project or something. I like to work like a paper. I like to work kind of in increments or whatever. So yeah, take breaks for if sure. If it's like if it's like a five page paper, I'll write maybe like a page a day for five days instead of doing it all at once and I know for some people it, it won't work because they kind of it gets their mind off stuff and you know they mm-hmm. kind of forget stuff but I I found it easier to kind of because it makes it less intimidating you know if you have a five-page paper to do you gotta you know it's better to think all right I'm just gonna write one page today instead of man I gotta do five pages today so I like to do that just to kind of make it easier and like more motivating to do and mm-hmm. kind of less uh less intimidating when you look at five pages as compared to one yeah and i mean i'm kind of i'm kind of not like that like i kind of have to sit down and work it all the way through so i can yeah. see because whenever i start to sit down to write a paper i kind of have like a road map of how i want it to yeah. go and you know if i don't write notes like you do i might kind of lose that mm-hmm. you know road map and be kind of lost and end up like you said sitting and staring at it for three hours mm-hmm. trying to make something that doesn't even work um so griffin i just want to say i really appreciate you coming on and talking to this um talking about this hopefully um this will help you know that lone mckendry student out there that is struggling and if you do need help there are many services here at mckendry that you can go to you can go to career services you can see, you know, your professors. And I really think that it would be beneficial for you, whoever's listening, to go and foster that relationship with your professor because that's what they're there for. That's their right. job. And you're paying for the class. So, you know, participate in class. Ask those questions. Write those notes. You know, go see your professor if you have a question during their office hours. And, you know, even if you do, you know, bad on test which I know that I have I would go in and you know ask what I did wrong what do I need to do um, and of course ask like I said ask questions because there's no better way to learn than to ask questions yep. right um, so Griffin do you have any last remarks or words just a special shout out, shout out to our host Zane it is his 20th birthday which he failed to mention earlier uh, I, I prefer yeah it is it is my birthday um so happy birthday to me and like i said happy birthday to my twin sister quinn who is super smart she is studying nursing at western illinois university and she is doing absolutely phenomenal so i'm super proud of you all right uh thank you so much for tuning in bearcats and whoever again may have stumbled across this on soundcloud and spotify and Be sure if you have any questions or any tips that you would like to ask, you know, get in contact with me or comment or, you know, make yourself heard because that's the amazing thing about podcasts is that you can make yourself heard. So thank you very much and I will see you next time.